Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 26 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live Talk Show and Podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz. Also known as Dana and Tiffany, bringing you the voices of thyroid advocates, clinicians, bloggers, and thyroid thrivers everywhere. Today we are talking with the fabulous Katie Cleary of Autoimmune Mom. I'm so excited. Katie is just a bit short on time today, and we are very grateful to have her with us so she could squeeze us in. So we're just going to bring her right on, but I don't see her yet, Dana. So, Me neither, so we're going to wait I know. until she pops up. We're going to wait until she pops up. There she is. There she is. is. There there she is. is. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hi. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Very good. How are you this morning? Very good. It's afternoon where I am, actually, and it is hot, but good. Yeah, she's she's in the Austin area, Tiff, so uh, oh, close to wow, my stomping my, you ground. Know I want to live in Austin. We have a lot of natural health people and advocates and and practitioners and everything in Texas, man. Texas is the place to be. It's a good place. Well, I think they have... It is, and they've got a lot more water than you guys do, that's for sure, out in California. <laughs> and as my husband would say, lots of lots more big bugs and poisonous snakes. And <laughs> he would go, he would go all of that, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in, the, it's in the 90s and humid, so you have to be oh able to God. love the heat. I know, it's tough. I really have a tough time days. in the summer. Yeah, it's not too good for the thyroid, actually, but, um, you know, we survive. And I can tell you, I don't really miss it. I have to say, you know, we we moved um, from Texas in 2008 here to Costa Rica, Katie, and and I love to visit, but I don't miss that Texas heat, that summer heat, man, at all. My husband just walked by and he said, "Uh uh-uh, no, don't miss it at all, so... (laughs) It's definitely yes. not good for the thyroid. It's definitely not good for the thyroid. Well, we've got you on, and we only have you for a little bit of time here. So let's go ahead and just jump right in and and uh, tell us a little bit about you and, and of course, your Thriver story and, and, and how you came to be an autoimmune mom. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is such a, a great thing for people to get to hear um you know, all these stories and hear from experts. And I wouldn't really call myself an expert, but I, I've done a lot of research over the years. And um, my my story really begins um, during my second pregnancy when I onset uh, Pleva, this autoimmune skin condition that sees little pink dots that kind of look like the chicken pox, and they're actually misdiagnosed fairly often, but with a biopsy you can tell what they are. And... Um, it was during a second opinion dermatologist appointment that she was concerned that I had gone, gotten these during pregnancy, and so she blood she had a big blood panel done of like HIV and hepatitis, and I was really freaked out. And she at the last minute, she I said, "Can you add in thyroid? Because my mom had a thyroid condition, and my grandma does. And let's just see, because I'm so tired. I'm so so tired. I feel like how does anyone have two kids or more? You know, this just does not seem right." And everything came back positive or negative, you know, normal, except for the thyroid. And so I I often wonder, because I was really tired after I had my first child, if I, if I didn't onset it then but just didn't know, you know, because there's so many um, misdiagnoses or just mm-hmm. people are only looking at TSH. And, I mean, you know, everyone knows all the problems with diagnosing thyroid and looking at the wrong um, – lab work, but it's, you know, it's a, it's been a very long road to try to get to my happy place, as my functional MD says, with the armor, (laughs) but I feel like I'm there, so it's good. It's a lot better than it was, that's for sure. I think just to talk about autoimmune mom, because I had multiple autoimmune conditions and, um, wasn't really sure where the flare symptoms were coming from. And then I onset hypoglycemia in there where I would eat a bagel and then have to lie down because I would feel so dizzy and kind of high. It was such a weird thing. And I, you know, my whole life had been fine eating any kind of carbs. 
Um, and so because I wasn't really sure what was going on, I felt like it was kind of hard to find information for people who had multiple autoimmune going on. And so I also, at the time, was a fairly new mom to two kids and didn't really feel like a lot of my friends were going through any of the things that I was going through. And, you know, I was getting a lot of the, I feel really sorry for you, and um, but you look fine, and, you know, kind of the typical invisible illness comments that people hear. And I was just feeling very alone and not finding my people in my personal, you know, uh, in-person life. And so mm-hmm. I felt like the, the website would really help bring moms together who were going through trying to be a good mom to their kids and wondering what was going on with their health and trying to figure out what to do differently. And I bet in the beginning, uh, Katie, you weren't sure there were moms like you out there. Were you? I knew there must be since the stats are so staggering, you know, the one one in six have a so one in six have an autoimmune disease. I know it's fifty million and so and seventy five percent of those are women. And I felt like I must know people. It just happened that they didn't happen to be around me, I guess. I don't know. Since then, um it's interesting. There are two moms in my second child's um, class who have Hashimoto's too, and they and one of them has chronic fatigue, and they they onset the same year that I did. So mm. it's so interesting how you know the longer you go on, you meet more people who who are in your same life situation. But at the time, it just it was really I was kind of in shock, you know. And I think the doctors really undersell the the conditions, and they definitely did for me. I mean, as progressive as Austin is, as we were saying. The healthcare here just is very conventional and very much um, the we're going to look at your blood work and you're fine and you know this the autoimmune diagnosis is no big deal. It's just we'll treat you the same as if you were the non-autoimmune version of thyroid. And um, I, I think that you know I really wish that our healthcare was set up in such a way that women and their partners and families were really given more, much more emotional support going through this because mm-hmm. I feel like that would help so much reduce the stress and give, um, you know, the non-medical treatments like diet and uh, meditation and lowering stress and all of that. If we could have had that at the beginning six years ago, it would have made such a huge difference. So going through all that and having to find out all of that on your own is is really hard. It's hard for everyone. And and in the very beginning, you were diagnosed. What was your official diagnosis in the very beginning, Katie? With as far as thyroid goes? Yeah. Was it just hypothyroidism? Well, I I presented as hyperthyroid, and so they wanted me to take beta blockers. And I was breastfeeding at the time, and I was I did not want to do that. And so she, the endocrinologist who had very low bedside manners. She just was really stern and not warm and kind at all. And I was so freaked out by the whole thing because I just felt, you know, I had that palpitations and all of the hyperthyroid symptoms, but I was sort I wasn't like off the charts hyperthyroid, but she was concerned. I just felt like I didn't want to risk passing anything to my baby and so she watched me for a year, and in that year, I flipped to hypothyroid, from hyper to hypo. And I have three nodules. And so by the time um, my second child was one, she diagnosed me with Hashimoto's and then put me on Synthroid at the time. So the official diagnosis is the pleva from the dermatologist and the Hashimoto's. And then the hypoglycemia was, just kind of came in in the you know in there and they just said oh you have hypoglycemia and be really careful otherwise you might onset type 2 diabetes <laughs> you know if you have too many flares then you can onset type 2 it wouldn't be type 1 or even type 1.5 apparently it would be type 2 and i and i, I don't mean to laugh five. it's just that oh no, <laughs> i don't mean to laugh it's just that it's just that as someone that has autoimmune disease both of us Tiffany and i you know the way that it's handled and the way you were just telling us, you know, it's like, well, first it was hyper, and then a year later it was hypo, and then, you know, the official diagnosis is Hashimoto's and Pleva, and, I mean, it's just, 
it's funny because it it sound, it's, it rings so true for so many of us. You know, there's mm-hmm. not just one diagnosis. There's more than one. And also, you don't get the correct diagnosis in the beginning. You know, it takes some right. time it's, before it evolves. You really, right. Yeah, it evolves into into what it really is. I do have to say, though, um, for me, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's almost immediately. It's just that they didn't ever mention the word autoimmune or, or anything along mm. with that. They just handed me Synthroid and no lifestyle change, just like you were saying, no no meditation, no no support, no none of that. So mm-hmm. I really did. I just I, I just got worse. But it's funny that I I actually had the correct diagnosis in the very beginning. I just was treated incorrectly. So right. So I, was I think part of it was sorry. I think part of it was because I was postpartum, and they said it could resolve within the first year. So we have to watch you, you know. And then so by the time. Did she ever mention postpartum thyroiditis at all, Katie? Yeah, she did. That's what she thought at first, I think, when I was hyper. But then by the time I switched to hypo, I guess my son was maybe nine months at the time. She was kind of like, I have a feeling this is not going to resolve. And and then I think she did the antibody test. And Hmm. I can't remember when she found the nodules. So, And those have never been biopsied, which kind of scare me. But... I think it's okay. They're just watched uh, annually by ultrasound. Now I have a burning question. Well, and that's good. But how's your symptoms? Sorry. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Answer that question, Katie, please. Yeah. About the symptoms? symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. How are your symptoms and nodules? I think that the the symptoms are they're you know they're not all the way resolved and um and so i was just tested for Sjogren's about a week ago because my dry eye has gotten worse over time and i have dry mouth and um my hair loss is okay you know i have sort of those general dryness symptoms first and foremost i think as as far as what's not resolved i think i feel like the fatigue is not has not really resolved. And then I was diagnosed with SIBO, uh, small intestine bacterial overgrowth bacterial. in June. So I'm working through that. And um, and so my functional MD put me on LDN two weeks ago. After the show, I did the Sjogren's blood test and I, that hasn't, I haven't gotten any response yet on, on what the results are. But so I'm on LDN now. And so I'm very hopeful, but I'm sort of in this weird gray area again, you know, six years later, I'm almost like, I feel like I'm kind of back at the diagnosis point again. You know, do I have another one or is it just gut issues that I haven't resolved fully or? Did you have your your B12 and your ferritin both evaluated? Were both of those in normal range? Yeah, they are. They are. Hmm, That's interesting. I know. And and you're taking LDN. I took that for a little bit. It is difficult. in fact, I cannot get it here, so I stopped uh, because we kind of wanted to, to try a different route and see if I could do it without. I may go back to it, but how many how many milligrams are you taking a day? Do you mind me asking? No, not at all. I'm on three milligrams right now. It, it'll go up to four point five in a week. And what have you felt? I mean, what what have you felt after two weeks? Because I know with me, I, I felt some things immediately. Did you? I have not. It's been a, it's been eight days. I'm in the second week of it, which I just I just started the second week on Friday. What are we Sunday? So yeah, it's been eight or eight days of taking it. Nine days. Mm-hmm. I haven't really felt that different. High? No, they aren't high. So I don't know what it and and I've never had any antibodies taken for the pleva, which came back over the summer as well. Um. So I, you know, between like the SIBO and the PLEVA, my doctor was like, something's going on, you know, with your immune system ratcheting back up. So we need to calm it down. And so I'm not really sure. Well, I will you know, say, you I, you know, I have, I have had joint pain in the last few months. And I will say, now that I'm thinking about it, that has gone down. So and maybe it is helping. Gluten-free. You're already gluten-free, correct? Yes, I've been gluten-free for almost three years. Oh, wow. Did you yeah. notice, one of my questions for you was, did you notice um, your um, hypoglycemia resolve when you went gluten-free? No, it did not. 
that's very interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Because that, that's I don't know if it should have. But I, I'm probably, I'm not very good. I'm not a very good poster child for the diet stuff. And I don't know, um, in June I wrote, I blogged quite a bit about, I went on a gluten challenge because when I went gluten-free, they tested me by saliva. I had already really reduced the gluten, but she did a saliva test and said, you're still too high and so you have a sensitivity for sure. You need to cut it out all the way. And then at that point, maybe a week later, she tested my antibodies, my celiac antibodies, and they were negative. But I'd had so much gluten removed already mm-hmm. that I always wondered, am I, really, am I really not celiac? Because I am so sensitive. I'm as sensitive as my celiac friends to gluten. Well, so I went on a... had a glucose tolerance test done, like a one-hour, three-hour, or five-hour, where you drink the glucola and then they see where your... Uh, blood sugars, your blood gets drawn at the time you drink the glucola, then it gets drawn in an hour, and then it you know, depends on how long the test is. But for some people, um, the glucose will run higher, and then all of a sudden it will tank around the hour and a half, two-hour range. Have you ever had one of those mm-hmm. done? I have, and it was at the time when I was first diagnosed with the Hashimoto's, and she just said, you have hypoglycemia. You're kind of right on the border, so you just need to be careful with your diet. Right, right. It's so and this interesting. It's so interesting. It is. It is. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of time when we're just sitting here, Katie. And I, I hope you read that in my notes where we have sour filled moments where we're just kind of like processing <laughs> and, absorption. and 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 absorbing and digesting, you know, what you're saying. And, and you know, we're all Hashimoto's and and autoimmune issues. So and we have that whole brain fog moments and things but, <laughs> but it's interesting it is it's very interesting so that's sometimes why when when Tiffany and I are just kind of sitting here it's because you know there's a lot to process and you're telling us a lot there of stuff is. And, and there's also a lot of things like it seems very normal exactly what you're going through and all the different things and like you're I'm trying this I'm doing this I just started this eight days ago I just found out I had SIBO I mean that's just that's part of it that's just part mm-hmm. of all of it well, and you know what's that, crazy you guys is what's going through my head is when, as Katie's talking, and of course I, I know Dana's story and she knows mine, and I'm sitting here thinking in my head as, as you're talking, Katie, going, wow, and this is an average, you know, take this little pill and you'll be fine. You know, what we hear in people and in, in people like you, and it, it's that, that is so off the mark. There's so much more to consider, you know, sugars mm-hmm. and insulin resistance and celiac and you know, for some people, depressive and anxiety disorders, and it's just not that simple as, you know, Synthroid's going to make everything great, or even Armor is going to make everything great. There's so many other alterations that are involved in people really feeling well, you know. It's just crazy. Right, right, right. And I think that there's so much amazing information out there, but um, there's so many diets that promise to cure and I don't know about you all, but I'm just so intimidated by doing the autoimmune protocol. I just have not had the wherewithal mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally to start it. I think I'm going to – I'm reading the autoimmune solution right now by Amy Myers, and I, I feel mm-hmm. like, okay, I can, I can do 30 days. I can do that. It's going to be really hard. And, you know, my kids are now in elementary school, and they have homework, and we're going to just – we're so busy – um, and my husband works really hard, and so it's you know it's a lot on me with the kids. But I just feel like I that's the one thing I haven't really dug into in a real way. I mean, I've eliminated gluten and I've cut back dairy way back, and you know we eat organic. But I still gluten free pizza, which is not good. You know that has cheese on it. That has bad gluten grain, non gluten grains, um, which I know aren't good and. So I know I'm not really, and I probably eat too much chocolate, too much sugar in trail mix that I get because um, I love trail mix, but I love the <laughs> I love little M&Ms in those, and they're from Whole Foods, or they're not as bad. You know, it's like I do all this justifying in my head. Well, I'm doing so much, you know, and I go out with my friends. Um, we went out the other night, and it was a birthday party, and I was the only one who didn't have cake because I was the only one who was gluten-free. Right. Um so, you know, when you're when you compare yourself to your normal friends, you're like, I'm doing so much and I'm sacrificing so much, but then you can really beat yourself up saying, But I I really need to go farther and and I need to buckle down and do this very intense elimination diet and um that's kind of where I, I've hit a wall until now, I think. 
I think the SIBO diagnosis really woke me up to say, you know, what you're doing, what I've been doing the last three years is not enough because otherwise that SIBO would not be there. I guess it could have been there from long ago, but, Well, I have to let you know, and I have to let you off for just a minute, Katie, as you're beating yourself up, just know (laughs) when you're shopping and you're eating and you're out with your friends that you have two friends, Tiffany and Vanna, who don't eat nearly as clean as that. I mean, you're sitting here beating yourself up over trail mix and whatever, and if you heard the the cheats that Tiffany and I have almost daily, you'd feel so much better, I promise. Maybe I'll just, I'll just Facebook message you and tell you what I had so that you won't beat yourself up. And, and, and I'm teasing, but the only reason I say that is because it's, it's a process and you have to figure out what works for you and what isn't working right. for you. And Tiffany, I talk about this all the time, listening to your body is so important, which obviously you do. But, you know, I, I also have adrenal fatigue and I, I need carbs. And I can't get all my carbs. I do. And I can't get all my carbs or I don't feel like I was getting all my carbs. Mm -hmm. And so I broke down about a month ago and I've been having bread. And I have been happy and She feels better. She feels better. And I'll tell Mm. you, someone like me, I have more of an issue with carb loading than I do with gluten per se. I mean, gluten causes me problems, but it's really difficult to way between whether it's the gluten itself because not all gluten hits me the same. I can have, mm-hmm. you know, certain salad dressings that have hidden gluten in it and it'll knock me out a hundred times worse than, well, I shouldn't say bread because bread's a bad example. That knocks me out regardless. But that's a, that's a perfect carb load type of situation. So carb loads, carb loading gets me into a lot more trouble than necessarily what I'm eating, if that makes any sense. But, but I am yeah. a type 2 diabetic, so... Um, but everybody is so different, mm-hmm. you know, and Dan and I have gone back and forth, you know, because pretty much everybody for the most part in the Hashimoto world is very uh, anti-gluten proponent. Dan and I really Tom ride on. the line on that one, you know. We do, and we have, we do, we have Dr. Tom on it in, the, in November sometime, and Tiffany and I, we better shape up before we start talking <laughs> gluten with other men. <laughs> We're both preparing for serious spanking on that one. Yes, (laughs) truly, truly. And I just, I don't know. I know some people, and I I have to tell you, I I have a friend so that you don't feel as bad either. She was was on the AIP clean completely for three years, and it did not help her at all. She went back to, Hmm. you know, modifying, doing little bits and pieces here and there where, things that you weren't allowed to eat on AIP, and she feels much better. And she was clean mm-hmm. for three years. And wow. So it does work. It does work for so many people, and I for think that's so amazing, and I'm glad we have it. I'm glad we. I'm glad it's out there, but it, but it also isn't the end-all, be-all. I mean, you may try it and see and then move on to something else, you know, or right. you may do eliminate some things, you know, and just don't beat yourself up because, you know, once you do, just message Tiffany and I, and then we'll make you feel a lot better. <laughs> I will do so that me, I, because I do I think a, it's just, yeah, I, I feel like the very, message out there on the um, the more uh, strict forums is, you know, I'm on autoimmune pay- protocol and, you know, I feel like um, there there isn't a lot of forgiveness of cheating among certain no. certain groups. And, and gluten-free <laughs> forums too, there are, there are definite, you know, either you do that or you're like the stupidest person on the planet. They don't want you in the group. Don't comment. You know, I mean, it's... No, and you can't. You know, There's you some can't. groups that say if you are not gluten-free, and they're, and they're just thyroid groups, and if you're not gluten-free, don't even right. ask to join the group. Don't. Right, right, right. I remember one time it was a really uh, heavy-duty armor group, and I made a comment about my father who has been on uh, levothyroxine since 1950. My dad is you know, 87 years old, <laughs> and he's been on, he's been on T4 only since 1950, and my father is thriving, he's, you know, he's very healthy, he walks three miles every day, and I got kicked out of the group for that one comment, for, you know, I just was basically saying, not that, you know, armor only, or, or you know, that protocol was bad, but just that my dad had really thrived on, you know, T4 for this long, and uh, I got kicked out. <laughs> I kicked wow. Out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I think I was in like, general oh we God. all need a lot. Right. <laughs> we need more forgiveness of each other 
going through all of this because it is a lot and and beating ourselves up. And I mean, so it's I you know it's a bad habit. I do it too much and it adds to the stress load and that's not good. So so Katie, and, I would love just, to ask you. Oh, go ahead, Dana. No, no, you have a good question. I can feel it. <laughs> no, I was just going to ask her to explain uh, the food mop diet and um, you know I know Bob that mop. you have done that, Katie, from your Thriver story and. How did it work for you, or how is it working for you? Can you tell everybody about what that is and, and you know your experience with it? Yes. It's something that my GI put me on. I think he is fairly perplexed with why my gut just is not consistent. Um, and he put me on it about a year, year and a half ago maybe, probably a year ago. And... It's basically gluten-free, lactose-free, so you can't eat some hard cheeses, just no soft cheeses and no regular milk or regular ice cream. And then there's a whole host of fruits and vegetables that you're not supposed to eat because they basically, um, they're too sugar-intensive, and so they end up stopping up your system, and then mm-hmm. the food gets caught, and then that's when SIBO can happen. Right. Um, and so it's things like watermelon and peaches and onions and garlic and it's a it's a whole list and there's a link in that. Those are okay post. or not okay? Those are not okay. And it's hard because they're, they're the favorite. summer fruits that you love. I know. Onion and garlic and I I would be I'm That's married it. to an Italian man, I would be out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's really tough. It's really tough. Oh but I will say that when I eliminated those, I did feel better. And when I'm on it strictly, I do feel better. It is really? it is additive to um, to being gluten free. But the dairy, you know, it's a, a it is still you you are still getting dairy, and so you're still loading up on that inflammation. And so I think um, you know you just kind of have to watch it. Um, I drink coffee with lactose-free cream so every morning, person, and right, dairy is so person-specific. You know, some yes. react horribly to dairy. You know, constipation and even depression. I've seen people, um, and then other people do. You know, do great. They don't have. You know, they do so much better being dairy-free. It's just so interesting right. all the different different things. Right. Yeah, I I just went to the GI this past week, and I was telling him, you know, sometimes I eat French fries and I'm fine. Sometimes I eat them and they hurt, you know, and they'll it'll be with like a dedicated fryer. And he's like, well, that's just how he basically has ended up diagnosing me with IBS, irritable bowel. He's like, that's just how it works. Sometimes, you know, depending on what you ate the last two days, sometimes you can eat something really bad, and maybe you were really clean the last two days, and so that bad food is fine. It doesn't really affect you. Other times it does, and we just have no way to know. It's such a complex thing to figure out what really is affecting you because it's never consistent. And he even said it himself. So I think we all just have to do the best we can and know that it's not going to be perfect. But it is such a pain being constipated or having stomach pain or any of the rest of it. You know, if you feel well and you're doing well and you're happy and you've got energy and you know, whatever it is, two thumbs up. You know, I mean, that should be the general rule of support for everybody. It you should know. be. Yep. You're right. It really should. We're going to start that, you know? the Katie, Tiffany, Dana campaign, you know, two thumbs up for <laughs> however Proof you're the feeling, right? <laughs> but dairy-free, right. starch-free. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Proof of the dairy-free, starch-free, gluten-free pudding. <laughs> <laughs> proponent for um, autoimmune testing, autoimmune support. You know, Autoimmune Mom is amazing and fabulous. And we know that Thank um, you. one of your frustrations is that there isn't more support for the autoimmune community. So tell us a little bit about what you would like to see change that and, and things that you know uh, are working to change that, you know, like the AARDA. And, and tell everybody about what you would love to see for autoimmune care in the future. Yeah, I think that 
the cancer center model is such a good one for what autoimmune care could be like, or even the Mayo model. But with um, I th- the cancer center one is, I think, is better, I think, because, and I, I haven't had cancer, and my mom had breast cancer, but um, she didn't go to a cancer center. But I know that these exist in the U.S., um, Austin doesn't have one, but obviously MD Anderson in Houston. And so you go and you're there for a day and all of your appointments are set and you meet with kind of a, your quarterbacking physician at the beginning, which could be a functional MD or an immunologist, who is the one taking in all the information from all these different specialists as you go through your appointments and put, putting it all together. And then you could also meet with the dietitian and um, a acupuncture, um, a wellness person who can help you understand meditation and, you know, maybe enroll you in classes, yoga, all of that de-stressing help and support that you need. And then, and then maybe a financial planner who could help you understand, you know, what's all this going to cost and am I going to still be able to work and what do I need to budget for all this? And, and then I think someone to help understand the genetic component, um, either do genetic testing on you and your family, but help you understand what genes you carry and what risks you have for future autoimmune diseases, and then also for your kids. So I, I really envision the center where you're getting all of that support and information, and it's you know it's one day or two days, and you can get it all done at once rather than this like piecemeal thing where. You know, I go to like, right, I go to five specialists, but it's all spread out over a period of months and no one's talking to each other. And I finally, you know, decided to pay out of pocket for a functional MD, but I have to run everything through her. So these specialists will want to do stuff and I have to say, well, I kind of need to wait and talk to my other doctor. I, I just tell them I need to wait. I want to think about it. And then I go tell her and then she's like, yeah, I think you should do this or no, I don't. So if you had that all in one center where, like, that was the known protocol, it would just be so much better for people who have to wait years to be diagnosed and don't have the support and don't get good information. Um, And Virginia Ladd, the executive director of ARDA, who has lupus, and I think she has some really high number of autoimmune diseases in her family. Her daughter has autoimmune eye disease. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying that, but I think she is, I know that her kids have autoimmune and that other family members have different autoimmune. And in my family, type one runs pretty strongly. Um, wow. So, you know, it's, it's all different depending on the person. And so she's raising money through a fund through ARDA for an autoimmune center. Um, I've talked to her about it. It's quite a large amount of money that needs to be raised. And the the initial raise would go toward a clinic, just a diagnostic clinic. And then the um, the kind of big dream is a center where you could go and stay and get that support over time. Um, it could be the place where you go and you can come back year after year to get the, the check-ins and, and updates on your care. But the clinic... The diagnostic clinic, I think she said it would take about a million dollars to just do the clinic. That would just be diagnostic where you would get your diagnosis and then you'd go home and work with your specialist in your town, whereas the center you know, would be... the right kind of marketing. You just look at yeah. that $10 for every Hashimoto and then you incorporate lupus and MS. I mean, I can't imagine any of us that wouldn't donate oh. at least $10 to have that kind at of... Least. That's just getting the word out there of having that. So if there's any kind of links or anything where, where Dana and I can, you do have a link, don't you, there, please. Absolutely. That, I mean, yeah, that would be, you know, um, I don't think that would be that hard to reach with the right kind of, you know, uh, marketing on that. Mm-hmm. And it could be free, free marketing with all the, with all the people out there. You absolutely. Know? Absolutely. All Getting us, everybody on board. Right. That's an amazing right. idea. You do, I know. Have, you do have a link on your Facebook page, right, Katie? Well, I don't know if I do. I don't think so. There isn't really oh, okay. a link. Um, if you go to ARDA, A-A-R-D-A dot org, I don't know. As of a month ago, she did not. they did not have a page that was just for the center. 
and I'm looking at it right now, and I don't. I'm looking. You guys keep talking, and me too. I'm Uh, looking too because I'm thinking. I sign me up. You just. I know. They do have a donate. If you go on there, you can follow Arda on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and how you can help. You can donate, subscribe, and advocate. So coolness. Yeah. You can do that. Yes, but (laughs) that's donating to. To them, I mean, I'd like to. I mean, definitely donate to them, but I'd also like to donate to this. You know, I'm sure there's a specific fund for this. Right, there is. So I think what you do is donate, write the check to Arda, but then in the memo line, say autoimmune center fund, so that they know that it will go just to that. It won't go to right. They have running the nonprofit memorial memorial donation, a tribute donation, and. I imagine we could figure out how to do that, you know, um, by contacting them maybe. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome idea. Yeah. Well, Dana and I would both go. <laughs> oh, for sure. I know. <laughs> right. Yes. I mean, what, you're, you're saying all of that, and I'm thinking, no. I know. Flowerfield moment. <laughs> that was a serious flowerfield moment there. <laughs> what a dream. Could you imagine going for meditation and and yoga and acupuncture and Reiki if you need it or what and you need. And teaching people how to eat. Teaching people how right. to eat is a That's huge it. thing. Or how to cook. How to cook. Right. How to cook. You know, how to cook what they need to, you know. I mean, I think that would just be, sign me up. I'm on the next flight out, guys. <laughs> I know. It would be nirvana. Yeah, and it would give me so much peace of mind. I really do have, I worry about my kids and what's going to happen with them. I mean, there's just the toxin load is just increasing and mm-hmm. food supply and GMOs. I just, I can't think about it too much. Or I start really <laughs> getting very, uh, very, very nervous for what they're going to go through. But yeah, we need something well, like Katie, that. We, we can't continue the siloed care that we have now. We totally know that, that you have something very important to be at. We don't want to keep you too long, but can you just do a quick few minutes on tracking symptoms via wearables, because that is so important for people with autoimmune diseases. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because we know we got to let you go soon. Yes, sure. So when I, I went to South by Southwest, which is in Austin, every year in March, and they just had their first year of health and med tech track, med tech for medical technology. And wearables was such a huge theme when I was there. And it was so cool to see all these companies working toward tracking, self-tracking. And there's this movement, Quantified Self. If you, if you, on Twitter, if you do hashtag Quantified Self, you'll see tons of, of people who are um, you know, huge advocates for it. And there's a whole conference around it in San Francisco earlier in the summer. But, I mean, you can go crazy tracking stuff, um, you can get your you microbiome sequence. What do you think is something reasonable as autoimmune mom? What do you think is something reasonable for people to do? Like you said, they can go crazy. What do you really like? Anything that, that really stands out to you that you would want to share with people with autoimmune diseases on the wearables that, that you like in particular? I really like the jawbone. Um, I do the UP24. It's kind of their middle middle one. I can't remember how much I paid for it, maybe $100. I'm not sure if it's gone up in price now. But it, it's been huge for me because I track my sleep religiously. And I'll wake up and think I didn't have the best night's sleep, and then I look at it and I realize I really didn't. I had, And it will track deep and light sleep. And if I, an amazing night of deep sleep for me is five hours, and a kind of crappy night is two and a half hours, I might get oh eight hours God. total. But if I only had two and a half deep sleep, that's just not enough. I'll feel tired all day long and dragging. So, And the other thing I realize is that I wake up two or three times in the night, which I never knew before. So it's caused me to really change my habits and go to bed around 9.30 so that I can make sure I get at least eight and a half hours on a good night. Um, and then that results in maybe seven and a half hours of sleep, which is sort of my... My good, those are that's good. If I can get seven and a half every night, I feel so much better. My body is rested, my thyroid acts better. I just, you know, I don't have that those moments of the drop, the adrenal fatigue that you can get, you know, by two o'clock. Or I'll start feeling when I have to take my, I have, I take my armor in two different doses. I take two, I have one grain in the morning and a half grain in the afternoon, and I can tell when I need to take it again. And if I have a really good night's sleep. 
it's that feeling is it doesn't really come the way that it does so intensely if I don't have enough sleep. So I just I really love the Jawbone, but um, you know Fitbit is huge, and there are other ones. I have a a post on my site where there's a link to um, a wearable that's like thirty dollars. So it's really nice entry level, tracks your steps and your sleep, and you can put little photos of what you did that day. It's called Movo M O V O. So there's some really nice. I follow them on Twitter. That's good. Okay. Oh, good. cool. Yeah, I met the founder, and he's a great, he's such a great young guy. He's so excited, and he's a really nice guy. So I think um, sleep and steps are big because, you know, when, you're, when you can move even a little bit every day, that helps your joints and just helps your blood sugar. And So those are the two key ones for me. Um, I try to track my meditation minutes and my diet when I can, but tracking the diet is so, so inten- time-intensive. <laughs> yes. Is. And so. especially with kids. Oh, my gosh. I know. And motherhood, I know that we've got to let you go. We don't want to because there's so much more to, to cover with you, but I know you have some place to be, and I thank you. Thank we know you, it's both important. of us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, I really appreciate it. I, I loved talking to you all, and I've learned so much from, from you all. So thank you, and we'll continue to support each other. This is great. Yeah, yes, let's, yes ma'am. Let's definitely awesome. keep in touch and, uh, and have a fabulous day. And everybody can find Katie Cleary at autoimmunemom.com on Facebook and Twitter. So pretty easy. So make sure and check her out. Thanks, Katie. Have a fabulous, Thank fabulous you. day. Thanks, Thank you Katie. all. Happy you too. To you. Thanks. Okay, Take bye. care. Bye. Bye-bye now. I know I say this every time. You know how lucky we are to have all these people? <laughs> I mean, we seriously. We are so lucky. It's just validating. What she said and how she was talking and the things she was saying is so validating. It's yeah. just fabulous. It makes, you know, although she was saying things, she was she said lots of things that, that aren't happy things, you know, her SIBO and this and that. It's also, it makes you feel good because it's like you're going, okay, so see, I'm not the only one. There's right. people out there. She was feeling well, better. And, and that it's progressive. I mean, look at how many people might go, wow, it's possible that I might have SIBO. You know, there's so many people that, that think that autoimmune paleo and going gluten-free, that it's not possible. So they don't really consider the fact that SIBO might, you know, still have evolved or whatever. So just even hearing that for some people may go, wow, that's totally what, what's going on and I need to go get checked. So that's why it's it's just so important to be real like Katie was and that, you know, there wasn't some magic bullet when she did this one thing or, you know, that it is a, a consistently evolving, uh, you know, lifestyle. And she, and she's out there and she's advocating and she's paying attention and the, and the fund that we need to figure out for the AARDA. The I mean, AARDA, wow. that is very cool. That is so very cool because we really don't, aside from, you know, a rheumatologist, even in conventional medicine, autoimmune disorders don't necessarily have uh, their own uh, physician. You know what I'm saying? Right. Rheumatology right, right, usually, right. usually deals with that. But there's so many rheumatologists, if you tell them you have Hashimoto's or, you know, they look at you like, okay, <laughs> and, right. and, and what am I supposed to, you know, what, what would you like me to do? <laughs> I mean, where if you went to somebody and and everyone who's Hashimoto's knows that that plays a huge part in their illness is the Hashimoto portion, not just the hypothyroidism. And basically, you know, diet is extremely important, and neither Tiffany nor I were saying, you know, it's it's okay okay. if you you eat gluten or don't eat gluten. or No, no. You listen to your body. You do what is right for you. And um, and try different things. You know, AIP may be just what you need. Right. Just going gluten-free may be just what you need, right? So there's oh, and so many I know different going, things. I know for me, going gluten-free for three or four days, I usually feel significantly better, and then I feel much worse. So it's, you know, wow. who all knows what, what, what that means. You know what I'm saying? That's That's still part of my own personal journey is being able to navigate it, you know, navigate that. And, you know, because you have your own 
factors. Uh, I'm trying to say here, but there's so many different things that go into who you are, where you came from, your mom, the environment that you live in, the house, not just the environment directly around you, but the city that you live in. And I mean, there's just mm-hmm. so many external, internal factors that make each of us unique, right? So, you know, each person's going to be different. And going to a place that would have a functional medicine that was like your maestro, if you will, right. at the very beginning, that kept every, everything together. Even genetics. Was just so they might be able genetics. to look, You know, they would actually be able to, I would imagine, design a profile uh, of genetics where they would actually, you know, see that someone might be more prone to these particular ones and they could be, you know, tested for those or that would be something on a watch list or that would just be such an amazing, an amazing clinic. <laughs> and to be proactive, you know, to mm-hmm. be more proactive, you know, even if they knew, right? So it would also be very cool if they did have a center like that and we did have a radio show that kind of long, went along with that, right? So you could have information for people that, you know, so there's one center. Let's say it takes us five years, we get this one magical, fabulous center. Well, there's millions of people, so not everybody's going to get to go. But a radio show with all those people on there could be really neat, right? In the hands of the right marketing wizards, I would think that, you know, a million dollars or, you know, even $10 million in the, in the hands of the right marketing wizards, that would not be that difficult to do. And I, I'll talk to Katie, but I'd like to reach out to, did she say her name was Virginia? I the founder of the ARDA. And, I um, do. And see, see, what, see what we can do because there's so many of us out there. There's so many advocating. Of course, there can never be enough, but there's so many of us out there. Surely we can help. We can do more. So I, I will definitely, definitely do that and, and keep everybody posted on Thyroid Nation. So very, very cool. Okay, Tiff. Well, that was a fantastic show. She was fabulous. And she's got great information, and she's just like us. She's a mom. Just like She's us. headed out the door. She's headed out the door. She's got homework. She's got food issues. <laughs> she's got sleep issues. You know, she's, she's <laughs> doing just what we're all doing. So it was very, very wonderful to speak with her. So, Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, it was. Let's. Let's let's see. What am I? Where am I? Where are my notes here? To what am I supposed to talk about? Help me! Help me! <laughs> if you if you, you're talking about next week, what do we yes, have going on next week? What do we have going on next week? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> what do we have? Next? No, I'm teasing. I, I messaged Wendy uh, last night to just give her a little heads up. We have Wendy Myers of LiveTo110.com and MineralPower.com, and also the upcoming Modern Paleo Survival Guide. I don't know. I I meant to ask her whether that was out or not. I think she said late summer, so we'll have to talk to her about that. But Wendy Myers will be our guest next week. So we're really excited about that. And Very, very cool. That, yeah, you can check out all the guests and who's upcoming on thyroidnation.com slash radio tab. There's a radio tab there you can find on the far right. You can see the past guests we've had. Uh, let's see. Lorraine Cleaver was last week. Lorraine Cleaver was, was so just amazing. last week. We have we had a hypothyroid mom. We had oh, Dr. Christensen. Dr. Dr. Christensen, Dr. Holtorf, which still is, I just still, (laughs) that that one show, man, for me was like, oh, that was that button. (laughs) I know. He's such a T3 proponent. Well, I kind of feel that way after we hang up on on all of our calls. On everybody, that's so true. Well, you go back, you know, Stacey Robbins, her show was fantastic. You know, uh, Robin Eret, like Carrot. Her show is fantastic. So so there's just some really great shows. So if you missed any of the shows, please go back and check it out. There's also an archive page. You can just click on the button and listen right there. Yeah. So you don't have We've to scroll We've had great drivers and all kinds of amazing oh. people. And we have some fabulous guests coming up, Dr. Jill Carnahan, Gina Lee Nolan. We actually have Raina Kranz, the thyroid trainer, and, and Shannon Garrett. They're also part of our radio nation, uh, thyroid nation radio team. So they'll be on talking about their stories and things. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. We have I, I, every week coming up. I'm like, oh, that's going to be awesome. Oh, that's going to be. Awesome. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I know. Swear. I know. Right. I'm such an '80s baby. Awesome. I love that word, and I feel like I date myself every time I say it. Well, and we say we say cool and fabulous. <laughs> we so, need to you know. we need to have some new hip words for our younger twenty something. Yeah. Send us in some suggestions. What the new hip words are because we definitely don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We're we're totally dating ourselves with cool and awesome. 
<laughs> well, as always, a very, very big thank you to our listeners. We really want to hear about your Thyroid Thriver story. Um, you can submit that story to thyroidnation.com, Thyroid Thrivers, um, submit your story. And the really important part, like we've talked about so much today, is it's not about being healed and, hey, this is, this is the protocol that worked for me. It's more about the suffering, the struggling, what you tried, what you didn't, and the journey that keeps going. There, there is no I'm finished portion of this. So we don't want you to feel like you, know, you need to be finished in your journey to submit their story. It's very, very much about um, the journey that's so, so important for, for other people. Uh, to heal, and you can offer so much information and so many aha moments to other other people that are along that same journey um, that may learn from yours. Also, make sure to join us in the Hashis and Graves Facebook group. We're having so much fun in there. It's a place where we can all ask questions as well as get guidance. There's amazing resources and support um, from those that are going through the same thing that understand and share the journey. Absolutely, and a very big thank you, as always, to our fabulous, amazing, cool, awesome Thyroid Nation radio team, without whom this show would not be possible. However, today, they're all unavailable, which is just great, because that's part of this this journey. All of us are, are together on the Thyroid Nation radio team to support each other, and we're also here to support you if you, if you can't support us. We're okay with that. So, What so I, I love is mention, that they're living their life. They're, they're living, living their, their life. Doing- Yes, ma'am. That is very cool, right? right? That's the goal for all of us to be like just living, living. That's right. Very cool. So we're not, you know, trying to nail them down to being with us every weekend. Do they just, they're (laughs) out there when they can be. So, so actually it's just funny that there's not one of them with us today. I think it's the first time since uh, we've started. But anyway, it's Raina Cran, (laughs) Laura Schooneman, (laughs) Melissa Fitz, Blythe Clifford, Penny Jensen, Sarah Downing, and Shannon Garrett Autoimmune are in. So please check out their bios and Thriver stories on the Thyroid Nation radio page and check out their Facebook support groups, blogs, and websites too. So many amazing, amazing resources with all of those women. Gee whiz, I mean, just there. Right. Make sure to please follow Thyroid Nation at thyroidnation.com, one of my personal favorite places to be on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and tune in weekly to Thyroid Nation Radio, of course, because we always have something unique to say in many flower field moments. <laughs> right. Uh, we really, Dana and I want to remind you that wellness is a journey, and we've said it many times today, and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Always listen to your own body. It will tell you everything you need to know. This works, this doesn't work, thumbs up, thumbs down, and that trumps anything that anyone else tells you. Absolutely. Okay, guys, this is Dana, your Thyroid Nation, Gringa Tika from Costa Rica. And Tiffany with GratefulGarden.biz. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye. See you next week. Bye-bye.